When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to The Auburn Express. What's up? Good morning and War Eagle War Report family. You got Ike Jones. We're back with another morning drop today. Talking a little bit about this LSU defense. Just how bad have they been this season? (laughs) Y'all know we got to talk about it. And y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Just drop it on Now listening to the Wolf Morning Drop. We are here. It is Monday, October the 9th. It is the week of the LSU game, and we are talking about LSU's defense today. Metrics Monday. Before we get too far into the conversation, I need you guys to be doing the necessary, and that is sharing this video with everybody out there in the land of social media or text it to somebody. I don't care what you do. Get the word out there. We're out here talking this morning right here on The War Report. If you're out there in the land of podcasts, go ahead and give us a five-star review. That helps us out a lot. Share the podcast with somebody. Let them know that you're listening this morning. Uh, Tag an LSU fan just so you can, you know, make them feel better about themselves. But today we are talking about the defense for LSU, which honestly has not been good. Like there's no two ways about it. LSU has not performed well on defense this year. And that may be the remedy needed for an Auburn offense that has not been performing particularly well, um, particularly in the power five games and on the road. LSU hasn't had a lot of home games so far this season, so they are going to be returning home, and uh, they're hoping that their home crowd can get them back into it. But the question we're asking this Metrics Monday is just how bad has the LSU defense been? Well, by the numbers, and we're going to look at how they're ranked, right, and and looking into some specific numbers that I think will bode well for Auburn. They are outside of the top 100 in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of the 10 statistical categories that I went and looked up, which is not good. It's just, I mean, there's no two ways about it. It's not good. The LSU defense. Now, some people feel like maybe they woke up against Missouri of all teams. I don't know that that really was uh, indicative of how well they're going to play into the future in the end of that game by getting a couple of turnovers and getting some stops late. But let's just talk about the numbers here for just a moment. Um, They are, as far as rush defense, they are the 95th rank. So this is really the only statistical category of the major status, stats that they are inside the top 100. They are ranked 95th in all of college football in rush defense at 5.12 yards per carry that they're surrendering there. That still is 14th, meaning dead last in the SEC in rush defense. 95th in the country, dead last in the SEC. As far as their ability to stop the pass, 
they are ranked 119th. This is out of 130 total teams in FBS that we're looking at here. In the, uh, They are ranked 119th. That is good for 13th next to last in all of the SEC, only in front of South Carolina. Um, popping in here, I see him coming in to join the conversation. My guy, B. Will, I'll get him in here just so we can add a little bit more flavor to the convo today. Uh, B. Will out doing the dad duties this morning yeah, on a... Yeah. Well, it's it's a holiday today, right? I forgot what holiday Maybe for some, depending on where you work, you know. Yeah. Um, what is what's today? Uh, it's Columbus. Columbus Day. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah. Um, so my my kid is out of school today, so I didn't have to do all of that this morning. Anyway, we're talking about how bad this LSU defense has been so far this year. I so heard. rush defense ninety fifth, pass defense one hundred nineteenth. Again, out of one hundred thirty mm-hmm. schools in mm-hmm. the FBS, thirteenth ranked in the SEC. They are surrendering the. 108th ranked defense in yards per catch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that is good for eighth in the SEC. So middle of the pack right there. Scoring defense, meaning how many points they are allowed this allowing this season. They are ranked 109th. That is good for 13th in the SEC so far this season, only in front of Vanderbilt. In passing efficiency, what they are allowing quarterbacks to complete in their percentages. They are ranked 108th. That is good for, again, 13th in the conference, only ahead of Mississippi State. In total defense this year, they are ranked 121st. Mm. That is good for worst in the SEC. Again, this is out of 130 total teams. Mm. First downs surrendered this year. They are ranked 110th. That is good for 12th in the SEC, only in front of Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Third down percentage on defense. They are ranked 109th. That is good for 13th in the SEC, only in front of Vanderbilt. Yeah. Red zone defense. They are ranked 126th. That is good for worst in the SEC, surrendering on the 24 attempts where opponents have gotten into the red zone. 23 of those 24 attempts have resulted in points. 17 of those have been touchdowns in the red zone. It's not good, ladies and gentlemen. Not good. Not good. It's great for us. It's great for us. Is this the remedy? Is this what Auburn needed to come in and play after playing Texas A&M, highest rated rush defense in the conference, top 10 in the country, after playing Georgia, top 10 defense in the country, after playing those two tough teams, is this the remedy for Auburn on offense? What are your thoughts? Yes, a bad defense is always the remedy for a struggling offense. The only negative against uh, for playing a bad defense is that if you can't get it done against these guys, you can go ahead. Like Your confidence will be shot and probably should be shot. If you can't come in here, go to Death Valley, and put up not only many yards, but many points. We shouldn't score less than 30 points this weekend. Should not. Less than 30 points on this defense would be a failure. I don't care this Death Valley. 
I don't care that it's LSU. It, do, it doesn't matter. Less than 30 points against this LSU defense would be a failure. Complete failure. for To have a bye week, to put up what, let's be clear here, is lower than their P5 average against them. You get two weeks. They had to play last week. They were players getting injured, and they put more on film than you did. Right now, we still have a solid advantage offensively because they have some time to, to hunker down and go, okay, some some stuff has to change. What are we going to change? How are we going to change? Is it personnel? Is it is it scheme? Is it strategy overall? Is it uh, play calling, play design? Whatever it is, we get to change it, and they get to go out there and fight for their lives Every week against mediocre teams, it's not like you got a, a a mismatch of teams where LSU played a Vandy and they got to kind of relax. No, that's not what this was. They had to go out there and fight to the death to get a win on the road, and they're coming home. Let's uh, again I, at this point. What do you think as an LSU defender? Man, we just ain't good, man. I mean, they got to the play to win the game at the end. They iced mm-hmm. the game, right? With with the pick six at the end, but. You still gave up 39 points, like 39 points in conference. Missouri was getting what they wanted for the vast majority of that game. Let's be clear. LSU won that game, but the same LSU defense that has been surrendering a bunch of big runs, a bunch of wide open receivers, they've been playing a lot of soft coverage on the outside for whatever reason. They don't trust. This isn't the same LSU defense that's going to get up and challenge you defensively with their defensive backs. This isn't the same LSU defense that has been tenacious with their pass rush. Um, I went and looked up, uh, gosh, I don't think I wrote it down. But I, I went and looked up what they were in tackles for loss, and it wasn't even like they they just they they have been okay in tackles for loss, but yeah. they haven't been great uh this season. So even when they're getting you in negative situations, they're still giving up big plays after that. Right. Um, and so LSU just has not looked good defensively all season, and it really doesn't matter who they've played. The only team that was not able to score a bunch of points for them against them this season has been Mississippi State, really, right? right. Of the like we're power five teams, right? right? Like we're not even looking at and and listen, these numbers with all of these poor numbers in here include the Mississippi State and their non-P5 competition. So it's right. not as if I if I went and just looked at power five games. And we looked at these numbers, it probably would look abysmal, right? Now, Ole Miss, really great offense, so it does inflate those numbers a little bit. But they played Arkansas, who is a worse by the numbers offense than Auburn this year. And Arkansas still put up a bunch of points on them, still put up a bunch of yards on them. Which is crazy, which is crazy. Hmm. You know, so, Ar- <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying, so it's not really just about how good the offense is that they've been playing against it. They've just not been a good defense. And I think that Missouri looks a little bit better by the numbers based upon the fact that they hadn't played anybody prior to LSU. Right, right. So, and that that was, again, when we picked last week, that was why I was selling on Missouri because I'm like, I – it's a little bit smoke and mirrors. Missouri's just hadn't played anybody and they had not, but they still came up with big plays. They still got all the yardage and all the points they needed to win this game. Luther Burden is a mismatch and he is a good wide receiver. We do not have a wide receiver 
as good as Luther Burton. We do not. At least we have not shown that we have a wide receiver as good as Luther Burton. So I do wonder where is some of this production going to come from? We didn't have a receiver as good as Luther Burton last year when we played LSU. But I think they did a good job of trying some brand new things in that week before the LSU game because I think that's when we came off the Missouri game and it was awful. So they're like, all right, we got to try something new. Scheme can can do things, man. I, so much of what we're seeing here, if you think about how good, uh, by contrast, I'm thinking a little bit NFL here, how good Mac Jones looked in college and how terrible he looks in the NFL. Flip that on its head. How terrible did Brock Purdy look in college and how phenomenal he looks in the NFL. Coaching and scheme make a difference. It's not just going to be about you got a one-on-one -on -one guy that's better than the other guy. That's not going to happen all the time, man. It's just not the norm Well, at the professional ranks. Sometimes you do have it, and it's great, and you can count on it. But other times, coaching matters, which is why we're never going to be so down on saying, hey, this guy showed poorly in a handful of games. He's awful. No, he had terrible coaching. Let's see what else we can do. What can these coaches do? And now that kind of applies to Peyton Thorne here. He might not look terrible his first year or two in college, but so far here, Peyton Thorne has not looked good. What can these coaches do for Peyton Thorne with the whole week and a half? I mean, I'm, I'm saying a week and a half because I'm sure they prepped in the bye week, but also you watch the Missouri game. You add that to, your, to your, your, your average of what we think of this defense and what we see that we can take advantage of. What can they do with a week and a half to take advantage of a terrible defense? As we are watching this game in, in the, the War Report Network group chat, we're like, oh, my God, we can beat this team. I'm going yeah. to be so depressed if we don't beat this team. Uh, the tackling was terrible. I, it looked like the wide receivers were just running to a spot, and the defense was like, you, yeah, no, we open right here. Come right here. You got you, you caught it. Now I'm going to try to chase you and tackle you. It, it, it didn't even look like there was a plan to track people through zones. Like, I, I don't. I'm confused how they got that bad on defense, but there's yeah. got to be something that a decent coaching staff can see and be like, we can take advantage of this. It doesn't mean your quarterback has to be phenomenally better. It just means you have to find a way to put guys in spots and take advantage of what you saw on film from a terrible defense. Man, I hope we do that this weekend. I'm going to be, I'm not, I'm not going to get too down. I'm not, I'm not going to jump out the window just yet. I'm almost ready. We should, Listen. we should do work this weekend. We should be able to play well against this defense. Um, the 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 advantages are there specifically in the fact that we have what I feel like is a competent run offense, and LSU has not played particularly good against the run. The question that I'm going to wonder is, are they going to come in here and just sit, dare us to throw the football? And that should pay dividends for our pass catchers. Is Auburn going to be committed enough to say – we're going to allow our athletic big receivers to just go out there and play big boy football against their DBs who have not been great in pass coverage this year. Yeah. It's time to, to, to get in here and figure this out this week. This, I think all these numbers I just read to you should say Auburn should look competent this weekend offensively. I don't know what that means going forward, but I know it should look better this week considering how bad this defense has been yeah. traditionally this season against anybody. It doesn't really matter who it's been. Again, Mississippi State's the only team that looked bad against this defense. 
and Mississippi State's pretty much looked bad all season. So yeah, they have. Yeah. And worse than Auburn. And Auburn's been yeah. mediocre. You know, and I mean, middling team, I think we're somewhere in like the 80s as far as total offense is concerned. Middling team. We've gotten the yards. The run game yeah. being able to do what it's done on the ground, especially after watching Bama not really move the ball against Texas A&M on the ground. Okay. So you knew that all we could do was run it and we still ran it. We've got something with the run game. It should make it so much easier to do something with the pass game. We shall see if our coaching staff has learned anything over the bye week. We will definitely see. All right. We are going to get into you all's comments. You all are buzzing this morning. We appreciate you dropping in with us. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. drop. All right, let's get over into the comment section again to see what you all are talking about this morning. We are going to get the conversation started off with saying how P Pass saying, How has LSU's pass rush been? Hmm. It's been just okay. It hasn't been spectacular, it hasn't been terrible. It's just been okay so far this year. Like I said, they've been able to get some tackles for loss. They've been able to get some sacks. They haven't been dominant in that uh, facet of their defense. Uh, so, again, Auburn should have the opportunity to go out there and play well against this defense. They just need to decide that we're going to take advantage of the things that LSU is giving us and, and play some – Defense that makes sense, competent offense, uh, excuse me, offense that makes sense, competent offense would be very helpful in this yeah. game. Uh, Miss this super chat. Apologize, Hunter. Hannah, who says very worried about our D uh, has um, has given up big shots at times against the quick strike LSU offense. I think we are the best D they have faced, though. You are correct. We are the best defense they would have come up against thus far this season. LSU is still a very potent offense. Um, I don't want to get into a shootout, so hopefully our defense is going to come in here and uh, be able to get some stops against this, which I think our defense can do, get some stops, uh, but we just need to make sure that our offense is counterpunching when it's necessary as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, next up, we have here uh, P-Pass again, who says, is Brian Kelly Cajun Jimbo? Um, I, th I think Brian Kelly is a, a better overall head coach than Jimbo because his team never bottomed out. Like Notre Dame couldn't get over the hump, but they never bottomed out. Like Florida State bottomed out last season. A&M bottomed out and with far more talent than Notre Dame ever had. Brian Kelly is a serviceable coach. I wonder if he is able to connect to the kids that he's recruiting here. Um, I don't even know if he connected to the players he recruited at Notre Dame, but it's a completely different type of player. Um, the state of Louisiana, LSU, is, has a huge advantage, and I he kept certain people on staff. He kept people in the program because they specifically they know the area, they recruit the area, they relate to those kids. I think he's very much an outsider, and if everything isn't working and everything's not successful, what you think of the person at the head of the ship ends up mattering a lot more. So when you go to that press conference and you start blaming kids – instead of owning it, 
that makes a difference. And Brian Kelly is just not the type of coach that he's not a warm, fuzzy coach. He's not a tough love type coach. Like there's no love. It's just coaching. And mm-hmm. I wonder if some of that ends up being a negative for him. I, it's got to go really well for him, like it mostly did last year. Or you know, I don't know. I don't know if this is the team to make an emotional rally. But uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's Jimbo though. Jimbo is a different type of incompetence for sure. <laughs> it's a different kind of terrible. Yeah. Um, and and then I mean, listen, uh, Brian Kelly. This is only year two hit for him. Jimbo's yeah. been terrible for a while now, so uh, he's got a couple more years to catch up to to Jimbo as far as having a bunch of talent and doing absolutely nothing with it. He still got a way. He got a ways to catch up on that. Um, Jonathan Boyson says, "Do you think PT will still be the starter after the bye week?" All signs point to yes on this. I haven't seen anything that would indicate any differently. I think he did just enough in that Georgia game to give them hope that that is a turning of the proverbial tide in in the direction of uh, Peyton Thorne getting better in this offense. Um, So, yeah, I don't think that they're going to make any changes right now at the uh, quarterback position. Right. Uh, Chris S. jumps in and says, do we run inside or outside on LS who? The answer to this is yes. <laughs> Whichever way we want. <laughs> Whichever way we want. Uh, they, they ain't stopping much of anything, man. We'll, we'll probably. Yeah, they have not been good uh, interior, exterior. It doesn't really. Like, they just haven't been good on defense this year. There's no two ways about it. Again, it's not as if they're outside of Ole Miss. Again, Ole Miss has been a dynamic offense against just about everybody. But the other offenses that they faced have not been great this season, and they've still surrendered a lot of yards now the points haven't been there for some of those teams but again i i don't consider missouri a great offense right and they've looked good but again i don't think the, the competition missouri had to start the season off was particularly great and so they they've looked better in that regard missouri's not a bad team don't get me wrong right. i don't think missouri is a bad team right I just don't think that Missouri is a great team and they had no problem moving the ball. Arkansas, again, not a bad team, but not a great team, had no problem moving the ball against them. So this gives me hope that Auburn will come in here and be able to do something despite it being on the road, despite it being at Death Valley. All the things that we know as Auburn fans, oh, my God, nighttime game at Death Valley and Peyton Thorne on the road, Auburn on the road, LSU's not good defensively, and unless that crowd is going to physically come out like Jimbo onto the field, I don't know how they get better at stopping the run. Right. Yeah. Most of our fear, I won't say our fear, we weren't afraid of Death Valley, but our failure in Death Valley over the last 20 years before we broke that curse was, that streak was, they their defenses were unreal. They 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 fielded unnecessarily tough and talented defenses. That's a lot of what happens here. I mean, the crowd feeds the defense more than it feeds the offense. It's quiet for the offense. You don't have the distractions on the road uh, that, that you do on the road when you're an offense at home. But the crowd feeds the defense, and that will help them a little bit. But there's there's something beautiful about. When a team is not good and you kind of break them, like when, when you break them, they come out and they got a plan, they hyped up, and then it kind of, it happened to us against Arkansas, right? We Last year, we came out after the bye, and then once you saw us get run over, we knew it. You could kind of see it. The players knew it. It's like, we are not good. We are not good. We can't handle this. 
we can't stop this. So you come out and the fans were frustrated. We go into the halftime, talk about what we need to do. But honestly, the reality is you play football and you're getting run through the chest by everybody who gets on the field with you. If Auburn comes out here and runs through these guys' chest, there's not going to be a stop. Like the crowd yelling doesn't fill up the player's power meter on the inside. And the, no, that's, right. that, it doesn't work. Like, like last year <laughs> with Arkansas against us, where right. we, were, we were out there and we was like all hype coming out the bye week. We about to turn the season around. Yeah. Crowd all hyped up. Penn State last year. Oh, Penn State coming to town. We're going to get our revenge. We got punched in the mouth over and over and over again. And you just saw our defenses will break yes. as that game continued. Yeah. That's what I want us to go and do against LSU is just go punch these dudes in the mouth and make them feel like, oh, man, we, we're really not that good. Dog. Yeah. We're now. So, something that Don't beat him down, man. Something that does happen though, a really good offense does energize a defense because that offense will keep yeah. you in the game. Because you know, yeah. okay, if we get a stop, we made a fail the last four drives and given up, you know, 16 points or I don't know, two touchdowns and a field yeah. goal. Okay. All we got to do is get one or two stops a game. Stop. We're good. That's it. So really the danger for us, and we kind of saw this in, in 20 yeah, in, in 2019, I think it's a comparable comparison. That was an all-world offense but we were a very, very good defense. We were an elite defense. And what you see happen with elite offenses is when they finally face a defense that is equipped to slow them down, they get frustrated because I've been getting what I want every time I get on the field, every drive, every time we get on the field, we can pretty much get what we want. Why aren't we getting what we want right now? Now, the failure in 2019 was that our offense couldn't do anything. To help us out we scored like a little goofy touchdown late and it was like 21 13 or whatever it was we have an opportunity here because we are uniquely able to run the ball with good defense there is no game we are going to get run off the field i can hold you off the field offense i can keep you off the field and yes i could score a touchdown probably every six six plays sure but what if i just bleed this clock what if Brian Batiste gets his five yards per carry? Jarquez gets his four or five yards a carry. And then we take eight minutes off the clock and score a touchdown to go up double digits late in the fourth quarter. Now you're going to get one try. Maybe you can get it quick. Maybe you can't. You know why? Because we actually have great defensive back play, and you need to throw the ball to score quickly. We are in a unique advantage in this game. This sets up perfectly for us. They don't run right. the ball well enough for us to have to commit too many to, to the box. And we play excellent pass defense. So what you do best, we are best equipped to stop. On the other side of the ball, just in case you do get close or get up, we can bleed you. We'll bleed the clock. We'll run it through your chest. We can take you out of this game. Jaden Daniels should be on the sideline looking like this. When am I going to get an opportunity to come in there? That's yeah. that's the, the plan for this game. It doesn't... I know we want to see the pass game work and do this work. I, I don't care. I don't care. I, yeah, I don't care how we win the game. I just want to win it. I just want to win it. If if we run, if if this is the November 2022, cool. I want to win this game. And we are equipped to do That's the thing. We are equipped to win this game. We should win this game. Uh, Chris S says, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't watch much of the actual game, but they were getting lit up by Missouri. You are 100% correct about that, Chris. Yeah, I did watch that game, and Missouri was moving the ball at will for the vast majority of that game. 
Uh, Hunter Hannah says, great point about Thorne. I blame the coaches and the scheme more than anything. He has what it takes, I believe. We have seen it before. Uh, I'm, well, <laughs> Hunter put this up when we were talking about um, needing some some coaching adjustment here because it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he has what it takes, though. <laughs> let, me, let me be clear. I think he can do better than what he's done, but the coaching decisions that are poor are asking him to do things that he so far has proven repeatedly he is not able to do, whether it's identifying a blitz, whether it's uh, throwing in advance of the wide receiver getting open. He has not done those things well, okay? But you still don't have to. What you've asked him to do may be great if it works, but you don't even have to ask him to do that if he's not doing it well. And that's where I think the coaches can put him in a better position. Well, you can, you know, do step one through step five. So we're just going to stay through step five. I would like for you to do step six and seven and eight of my offensive plan. But every time I ask you to do that stuff, it fails. So let me go back to five. Okay. We're just going to these, these very basic things. We're going to do it over and over and over again. I, I, I mean, I've, I've been on record saying this, but I don't really believe in, in Peyton Thorne. I think you're going to keep trying to get a little bit of something out of him. And it's, it's going to look, forced and he's just not that guy he's not that guy but the coaches can still do better than they dumb though and that's i think that's true yeah um listen i i think that peyton thorn is capable and if he is the starter for auburn i absolutely want peyton thorn to play a good game yes please <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, Jared Reynolds says, did Jaden Daniels hurt his ribs towards the end of the game? Yeah, it looked like he had some sort of back injury. I don't know if it was the ribs for sure, but it was something, uh, in that area. He back ribs, something like that. Definitely got hurt in that game. He was a going around the left side, trying to score a touchdown and got hit falling into the end zone on a play that ultimately didn't even count. They got a hold and play on that and they got called back, unfortunately. But he did hurt his ribs, played the remainder of the game and played well the remainder of the game. Uh, So we will see how he progresses as the week continues. Him finishing that game should probably give some hope that he's going to be okay after another couple of days of rest. But it could be a situation where he just gutted it out for the end of that game. Mm -hmm. and It's actually worse than they thought. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But we will see without if if Jaden Daniels is either not playing or not 100 percent our chances of victory go up exponentially because even though I think that their backup quarterback there, um, whose name is escaping me for some reason. Nussmeyer. Um, yeah. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer has a strong arm. I just think that Jaden Daniels is playing at an elite level. If you heard me talk about this yesterday yeah. on the weekend tailgate, I think he's playing at an elite level. And so you take a guy who's playing that well out of that offense. I don't know that that offense hums on the same level. So yeah. um, we'll see as the week progresses, what happens with Jaden Daniels. Yeah. Uh, last one here from JB who says, if our receivers can't win one-on-ones against this secondary, what will that say about us? Well, this secondary is going to be in zone most of the time. So um, I, so the question will be, will LSU say, okay, we know they're too good running it. We're going to put eight down there or we're going to put nine down there, whatever it takes to stop them from, from running it. And we're going to leave our guys one-on-one with their wide receivers because we don't think their wide receivers are good enough. And maybe if we get enough pressure, their quarterback is just not good anyway, he won't be able to hit them. I think that's a good gamble to take. We saw what Georgia did. Georgia said, we'll let you get your yards, but y'all receivers aren't good enough to to really do anything back here. So we'll take our chances. And they were right. 
LSU is not good enough to slow us down on the ground with just six or probably not even with seven down there. Like they're going to have to to put people down there or else we're just going to run into touchdowns over the court over and over and over again. I have no idea how they'll attack us. Like what, what do they do defensively? If they know our secondary is not good. Our front seven is not good either. What are we going to, I don't know what you do as a defense or as a defensive coordinator. What, what do you choose to do? Well, the quarterback's not good. Neither the wide receivers. Yeah. But, if we don't put a whole bunch of people down in this line of scrimmage, we're going to get run over. So what do we do? Because they might not I mean, be great. What, what I would do is just go and blitz them over and over again. Yeah. I bring blitzes from all kinds of different directions and make them try to sort it out offensively and not give him any time to be able to figure it out. Um, but that is hopefully, again, we've worked on our blitz pickup and our blitz recognition during this off week, and we're able to get the ball out of Peyton Thorne's hands quickly into the right receivers, and they won't have to worry about that. You burn them on a blitz a couple of times, and they're like, okay, this ain't working. We need to stop blitzing as much, and and we run it down the throat, yeah. right? Like, if, if we can do that, then we'll be fine. But if we can't win one-on-ones against this secondary, our receivers have been winning one-on-ones this season against better secondaries. Right. Again, like – the narrative that our receivers have not been getting open, I think, is a, an incorrect one. If if you watch the film with me, you will see repeatedly receivers running open over and over and over again. What we have seen from our receivers, though, is in one-on-one scenarios, they're not winning at the point of catch sometimes, right? We've seen some drops from some receivers in those scenarios, yeah. but... Winning the one-on-one is getting open. Getting open, then the ball gets delivered to you. You got to make the catch. Now, I think the also the narrative that we have an issue with drops is overblown. We haven't thrown the ball, number one, enough to be concerned about drop issues. And I don't think that we've had enough drops. I think the moments when those drops have happened have looked particularly bad because we haven't um, thrown the ball a lot. But I don't think we have an issue with drops this season. What I do think we have an issue with is making sure that in the big moments, you're making big catches. So we right. need our receivers to step up. And I talked about this again yesterday. Receivers just need to step up, man. Yeah. It's time for you to say, if it comes in my area, I'm going to come down with it. Yeah. Yep. It's time. All right, y'all, we're going to get out of here. Again, LSU's defense isn't good, but Auburn has an opportunity to go in here and get right. So hopefully they'll be able to do that. We'll be back at you guys with another morning drop tomorrow morning, so make sure that you stay tuned. Go ahead and click like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and share it with somebody. Let somebody else know that you were out here listening. If you're out there in the land of podcasts, go ahead and share the pod with somebody and give us that five-star review. We're out of here. Until the next time, and as always, worry. Peace. Drop! Drop!